0: Good evening, good morning. If you're watching on replay, what's up? Give me a hashtag replay. Let me know where you're listening from because I always get to rewatch these and uh, just I I read all the comments. I might not respond every time, but uh, I do get a chance to read the comments so I can get your feedback. This is going to be a very uncomfortable conversation. Um, nobody, uh, nobody stays, you know, distracted when this conversation comes up. had a question that spurred this on just minutes ago when, uh, a woman who has just joined our trigger-proof Facebook community said, hey, um, looking to heal relationships and fit, learn, I'm looking, look, looking forward to learning more, uh, and, uh, I asked her. I said, "Tell me what you want to learn. Where are you stuck? What's what's going on? Tell me what's happening, and I might do a video for you." Boy, do I regret. <laughs> Boy, do I regret <laughs> making that uh, request. Boy, do I regret um, uh, telling her that because the very next thing she said was, "Why do I keep attracting abusive partners?" And I was just like, "Whoa. Okay. Well." I gave you my word. Um, <laughs> I wasn't. Pre- I, I didn't wake up this morning uh, thinking that I was going to have this conversation and to <clears throat> teach this, uh, be training and teaching this. This is a very near and dear conversation. We work with people in our programs who have gone through this. We ourselves, as coaches, have all gone through it. Um, Abusive situations, infidelity. You know, this is the the cool thing about our community um, in our programs. The Intimacy Upgrade, Intimacy Accelerator program is all of the coaches have been through all the shit that people are requesting our help in working through. We're not just we don't just have a degree and say, hey, uh, this is what you do. No, no, no. We've actually walked that path. Uh, on both in, in both sides of the equation. And so um, I really wanted to answer this question and give you some level of understanding first. And uh, let me know where you're signing in from. And if you have any ahas, revelations, questions, I disagree, go ahead and write it here. Uh, and uh, give yourself permission if, if you want to learn something you're going to be hearing in this in this transmission a few things that you totally agree with and a couple things that might challenge you a bit and i'm going to put a disclaimer out here i'm going to and, and i'm going to say it again throughout because you'll notice as i share with you what's coming up you're going to get a lot of emotions come up you're going to probably want to barf <laughs> you're going to probably uh, get really angry you might feel attacked you might feel victimized again by what i'm saying so why i'm why i'm telling you this in advance is i just want you to be open and realize that um, you know this community is this conversation is purely about healing it's not about blaming you for the problems of the relationship it's not about blame because once every single one of our clients that we've been able to help through this situation while helping ourselves through this situation we get to the point where at first we we go from blaming ourselves to then blaming the other person and then it just goes back and forth tick tock back and forth you're like oh i hate this No, love and light love and light love and light i forgive i forgive and then and i'm fucking pissed and you go from victim to like you know blaming yourself to blaming the other person and whether it's an affair whether it is you know, a, emotional abuse, physical abuse, or whatever, it's normal to actually keep going back and forth one to the other. So I wanna normalize that from you. So when I'm, you have somebody like me who has the has the courage to step up and, ha- and lead a conversation like this in a community like this, uh, you're gonna have emotions come up and please get the disclaimer, is that not once will I ever, you ever hear me actually blaming the victim, blaming you. Please understand, none of what I'm about to say has anything to do with it being your fault. I wanted you to turn the blame word and the fault word into capability, into responsibility. Turn blame and fault, let's just put those words aside for a moment here, because we're having a conversation about healing. And let's turn those words into capability and possibility. And responsibility because would you not agree that in order for you to heal you have to shift your identity and energy around and the identity and energy around blaming and faulting versus the energy because because we are life force energy the energy that is assigned to blame and fault feels a certain way doesn't it even if we're blaming and faulting somebody else We might think that we're getting ourselves off the hook, but in fact, what we're doing is we're like the energy of blaming and faulting, we're still entangled with. So that will not heal you. This conversation is about healing. And if you want healing, let's turn blame and fault and then turn it into capability. It's not your fault, you're not to blame, but you have have a capability of actually healing it's not your fault, you're not to blame, but you have the responsibility of owning what's yours in the dynamic, which is not your fault. <laughs> so I start off with that disclaimer just to uh, help you understand that I'm actually I'm on your side if the conversation's about healing. What I discovered, however, in this dance which surprised me but i learned this as a chiropractor not everyone really wants to heal shocking but i've been a chiropractor for twenty years i graduated in two thousand one so it's two thousand twenty one it's been twenty years that i've been licensed as a chiropractor i've been helping people with stress related disorders for twenty years feeling frustrated that they people with chronic pains chronic illness issues digestive issues autoimmune issues, I started noticing certain patterns. You become a little more intuitive as you spend 10,000, 20,000 hours doing a craft, would you not agree? If you're an artist and you're doing it for 10,000 hours, you get to a kind of a flow state where you, you get a weird keen sense of intuition. So I became this intuitive kind of healer guide and practice and I just started seeing patterns that had me say I don't want to work in a clinic anymore because I'm starting to see patterns that people who are coming in saying they want to get healthy they don't actually want to get healthy they just want to be validated for their story and they don't realize that their story itself and the identity based on that story of victimhood about the illness about the relationship while completely valid because it really hurts there's hurtful feelings that come up that story is stopping them from healing and they don't actually know it and i started getting anxiety i started getting rage and i realized i can't be in a clinic anymore i want to start to teach people about how to become their own medicine thinking because they're going to different doctors looking for this medicine. Please give me the medicine. The medicine is outside. And I just kept getting these strong intuitive hits that no, 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 the medicine is inside of you. You just need a guide, not a hero. You don't need a rescuer, which we're gonna talk about that in a moment. Let me know if what I'm saying is landing so far. If you've just been jumping on, we're talking real talk today and uh, prepare to get a little bit uncomfortable. Why? We keep attracting emotionally abusive, narcissistic, uh, cheating, uh, physically abusive, anything. Fill in the blank. Why do I keep attracting? I'm going to tell you why you keep attracting. It's because you are attracted to those types of individuals. Now, I know your ego is saying there's no way that's true how could you say that that's true Nima how could you say that I'm attracted to that kind of abuse why would you say that you jerk are you saying it's my fault and the Karen's just come flying Um, there's a reason why you're attracted to them and I'm going to go through the three reasons let's go get some background as to why you're in this situation in the first place? You want to learn how to break the pattern. You got to go into the history, to the to the to the perfect storm that had you in that relationship with an asshole who was abusive to you, and you're like, oh, fuck him or her. By the way, we this isn't about men. By the way, one of our clients, a doctor, uh, was attracting abusive women like a string of four and four or five and it was happening in his marriage and so this is not about men only this is not about women only this is just partners because the same rules apply and we see it in both cycles although of course we see it more uh... with you know the wounded masculine out there you're gonna see that but (laughs) Believe me when I say this is not just a men's issue. My, my, one of the clients that we have successfully helped heal this pattern and break that pattern in his in his relationships and finally in his marriage uh, is is a man, and he was that this was happening, and so he learned how to break the pattern. How? Because we're going to go back and understand why we are attracted to these types of individuals. Even though it might trigger you to hear that, I want to invite you, because this 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 um, training that we I'm doing right now and the work that we do with our clients is all about empowerment. It's not about giving power away. So when you shift that perspective and say, start by saying, "I've been attracted to," instead of "Why do I keep attracting?" Shift that shift that for yourself and say what. Why am I attracted to, and I'm going to answer that. So let's go back in time and and kind of help you understand. The reason, number one, why you keep becoming attracted to these situations is because, number one, is because of disempowered in the majority of the areas of life. There are seven, eight areas of life. There's spiritual. Capabilities, your connection with your higher self. There is mental, is your education, understanding, your intellect. There is vocational career, <clears throat> we can empower ourselves spiritually and really get a deeper understanding and a knowing of who we are, or we could be disempowered and have no fucking clue and need someone to tell us what to believe on, on what day and you know what to eat, and we become completely disempowered spiritually, and we subordinate to somebody else's rules and authorities and, or, and, and take on their oh, tell me what to believe type of thing. That's disempowerment. And then empowerment is a knowing of who you are, connected to your divinity and your higher self. Okay? There's a spectrum of empowerment. Where are you at with it? Number two, mental understanding. Do you have? A, do you have a, a high school diploma? Even? Did you get your GED? Did you get your? Do you have a fucking high school diploma? You're 30 and you have no. You don't even have an education. High school. Not your fault. I'm not blaming you. But, but I'm just asking, let's look at the perfect storm, and it's not your fault, and this isn't your fault. <clears throat> or, or do you have, like, education? Do you have, like, a, a good, solid education? The more empowered you are in these areas of life, the more secure and stable you are in yourself. Vocational. Do you have a career, or are you just kind of like... You know, I'm just staying at home and doing nothing and being taken care of, right? Do I, I don't have a career, I'm just, you know, I'm nothing, in it. I'm not doing anything. I'm maybe working at the liquor store versus do you have an education, a law degree, and the, the degree of empowerment determines your level of security and stability, right? Or, or um, financial, do you have, are you broke? Do you have zero dollars to your name? Do you do you need somebody else like a sugar daddy or a sugar mommy? That is financial disempowerment. Social, do you have a, a, a list, a, a group of your own friends? Do you have a community that you're tied to and tethered to so that you know that you're not alone, that you have people that have your back no matter what? You know that what push comes to shove, there's people there, you go through crisis, death of family members, you know, tragedy, whatever. Do you have a tribe of people around you or are you socially isolated? The next one is family. Another area of life is family. Do you have connection, strong bonds to family or have you disowned them? Have you disengaged through no fault of your own? By the way, I'm not saying it's your fault. Have you disengaged? Do you not have any, you know, backup? You know what I mean? My brother, I got a twin brother, I know when push comes to shove, I got him, he's got me, right? And physical, what's your energy like? Are you chronically ill, fatigued, tired, telling the story you don't have any energy? Are you sick? Are you down? Are you depressed, sluggish? Or are you vital and strong? Seven areas of life, spiritual, mental, career, financial, social, family, and physical. You we attract abusive partners because any area of life that we don't empower of those seven areas, we attract and draw in and are attracted to those who will overpower us in these seven areas of life. Does this make sense? Is this landing for you? any area of your life you don't empower you will attract somebody to overpower you you are disempowered and this 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 gap in levels of empowerment creates tension within the dynamic creates a codependency creates a possibility of neediness of of the other person right and this neediness prevents you from having the stability to see patterns and go, oh, this isn't for me. Because you're so disempowered and needy of another person. You don't have the strength when you have little signs and signals and hits of intuition that say, this person's a little fucking dangerous. What'll happen is you'll be like, oh, I can't see that. Your ego will block it because it's trying to keep you secure. And it's willing to put you in harm's way because, You don't feel safe and secure within yourself. You don't have the resources within yourself, emotionally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is that you feel disempowered in, and you are codependently needing another person. This is the foundation of codependency. This is how we create, co-create. It's not your fault. Notice how I say that again, so that all the victim blamer accusers (laughs) can know, none of this is your fault. But what happens is when I disempower myself in all areas of life, I then don't have as much of a capability to set boundaries, to say no, because I need you. Because I'm so needy. I'm so empty. My tank is empty. I need a power source. The first reason why you attract, keep attracting this is you are disempowered in most of those areas of life. So you could be very high-powered in your church, in your family, but you don't have a job, you don't have any money, you're sick all the time, uh, you don't have a lot of friends, you definitely don't have a career and you don't have education. Disempowered in five out of the seven areas of life, guess what? You're going to have some tyrant who's going to come in who's a narcissist, who, you know, nobody's going to tolerate this motherfucker. unless you're extremely needy does this make sense and none of it's your fault however you have the capability and you have the potential and you have the responsibility to break that pattern by empowering these seven areas of life that one you, we've all heard the story of that one woman who goes from one abusive relationship to another Needy, disempowered. Finally, she's like, "Fuck men. I'm gonna get a job. I'm gonna get a group of friends." And I, we've helped people in this situation get a job, get a group of friends, uh, heal from their whole uh, their attachment wounds, heal their bodies, start investing in themselves, start finding ways. Because usually in the beginning, unfortunately, they say, I need his, this is the, this is the, the biggest obstacle is, but I need his permission to come to and, and do your program. Uh, I, I can't do it. He won't let me. Uh, let me ask my, my partner. And I'm like, oh, you're not getting it, sweetheart. Ah, this isn't about your partner. This is about, it's not about you getting permission. This is your health. This is your mental well-being this must become a priority for you. If you're in a situation where you got to ask somebody else because you're so disempowered, who you're nervous about, who isn't on your team, you, you know, the reason why you can't is the reason why you must not ask him, but find your own fucking way to do that. That's part of your rite of passage of becoming empowered so that you're not needy of somebody else to do it for you. And it... It boggles my mind that this is actually a conversation that I, I realize that those are not the right people for this type of work, which is about empowerment. If you have to ask somebody's permission, you're you need it. You need to do it without anyone's permission because this is about you, healing, your health and well-being. It must be in your hands. Take ownership take responsibility number one reason that you find yourself repeating these patterns is that you're disempowered in the majority of these areas of life is this landing for you do you know of anyone go ahead and write in the chat box oh this sounds like me uh you know i i know somebody like that i'd really want to see it's kind of weird doing facebook lives um because uh, I don't see the, the reaction of the audience. Uh, so I don't know if what I'm saying is landing. Let me know if what I'm saying is actually landing. Go ahead and write that in. Reason number two, you find yourself in this situation again. I want, the, And this is what we cover in our trainings at the Overview Experience. We go into unpacking this. We actually go into dismantling this. And this is a very painful part of the work which is <clears throat> The reason why you'll notice yourself in this situation, we work with many situa- many uh, relationship situations that have abuse in that and I want you to take out away the incidents. I want you to not look at the incidents. The incidents are painful and I'm so sorry that you went through that. And If you want to learn how to dismantle it, it involves you not looking at the incidents themselves as the pl- problem but the foundational context of the relationship that feeds these these incidents of abuse i've discovered what it is it's called the drama triangle and it always starts with these abusive people that you uh that you wondering what why you're attracted to it's because they're wounded birds they usually have issues with alcohol and mental health and there's a part of you that really wants to rescue them, and that's number three, which is about attachment wounds, which I'm going to get to. But essentially, you're attracted to them because they are flawed, deeply flawed and wounded, and you actually there's a part of you that just kind of gets a little kick out of that. All right, it's there's a there's a sick and twisted, kinky part of us, sexu- highly sexually polarized as well. It's mixed in with the chemicals of sexuality, oxytocin. And the reason why you talk about chemicals is because you're actually addicted to it. You are uh, There's an addiction that you have to going and finding a wounded bird. By the way, I, I know this was me as well. Finding a wounded bird and then fixing them, helping them. And the reason why you think is because you're a pleaser and you like to help other people. And But in fact, it's because you have an unconscious motive which you don't know about yet unless you're, you've are you done the work and you're ready to get fucking real with yourself, is that you get to feel important. You get to uh, feel significant and you get a little sense of control, which you need because you're so fucking disempowered in the first place. And I'm not talking you. I'm talking what's personal to you is universal to all of us in this situation. So it's not personal. But it's very universal. But it is personal because we all. This is a. This is this is a, a a pattern. This is how you break the pattern is by seeing the pattern. So if you feel triggered by this, good. This is a wake up call. Social media can be used to wake you up instead of put you to sleep. Let's let's really see about waking the waking, waking up to this because this is really important. We're. What I'm explaining to you is the underlying foundation of why intergenerational trauma keeps happening. And that's why I'm very serious about it. Even though I'm a playful guy, I like to drop the F-bomb. This is fucking serious conversation. Because if you don't actually get to the bottom of this and take ownership and responsibility, not blame, notice how I validate again, it's not your fault, we will pass this on to our next generations as they watch these toxic, wounded, dynamics happening in relationships and as a child seeing it which i saw as a child you don't feel safe you then doubt yourself and you co- you grew up with that same levels of insignificance and un- uncertainty and you then repeat patterns not knowing you saying i'm never going to do that like my parents did and then going holy fuck i'm in the exact same situation it took for me one divorce and a string of failed relationships to another toxic relationship breakdown for me to wake up to this and go, holy shit, and realize that I was choosing and attracting that because I was attracted to being the rescuer. And when you rescue somebody who's wounded and to try to become their hero, you never can, you never can rescue them because they must rescue themselves. And here's the other caveat. They are also rescuing you, whether it's financially from your poverty, uh, it's validation from your low self-esteem, it's uh, rescuing you from a purposeless life. You have no purpose, no sense of self, no sense of identity. And boom, here's this crazy ass a chaotic individual for me to rescue and then develop a sense of self and identity for that. Boom. There it is. Okay. Now, when the truth hits that they can only rescue themselves, you feel like you are tapped out. You feel unseen, unheard. You then get resentful and then you turn around and attack them. By either calling them out attackingly, verbally, emotionally, whatever, or pulling away. And when you pull away, that feels like an attack to somebody who's had abandonment issues. And they feel violated, and they get triggered, and now you have this crazy-ass drama triangle conflict scenario. Does this make sense? Is this landing for you? And now, you... You then feel victimized and then you turn around and you you perpetrate them and you attack back or you whatever. If, if I am in a relationship with you and you have abandonment wounds, I can, I can really help you feel attacked by completely ignoring you, gaslighting you, by dismissing you, by completely invalidating you and not and just ignoring you and stonewalling you. You will feel attacked. You will feel attacked. Okay, so let's. I'm just going to take a moment and read this comment. I haven't read it, but what'll happen is invariably. Oh, let me see. Um, ahead of an actual. After a month, and until being told Ultimate was in position, less about wanting fixed fix said person. It's more so about liking what he brings to the table and accepting him for who he is. During the get to know you each other phase, ahead of an actual relationship, after a month, until being told he ultimately wasn't in the position. I'd had. I have no idea what you just said there. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, a lot of people share a lot of questions, so I try to decipher and get meaning behind it. Um, I'm I'm not sure what you meant by that, but thank you for for the comment. Is this landing for you so far? Number one is you're disempowered in many of the areas of life. Number two, you become the rescuer in a drama triangle, and the rescuer will ultimately turn into the perpetrator. There's rescuer, there's victim, there's perpetrator. And what you unknowingly are getting into in these drama triangles, in these conflicts, is you're becoming the victim, uh, and then the perpetrator, and then the victim, and then the perpetrator. And they're doing the same thing. You, They are the rescuer they then feel victimized by you because you didn't save them enough or didn't help them heal from their wounds, whatever. And now they feel victimized by you. Uh, And then because they feel victimized by you, then they'll perpetrate. They'll become abusive back, whether it's emotionally. And the problem is, is that when you're in the middle of it, all you see is your own victim state. All you see is poor me. Poor little powerless me. And you think that you're powerless in this situation what you don't see because you haven't yet done the deep inner work is the reason why this person is so volatile around you is because of the power that you don't even know you have (laughs) so you keep giving it away with that victim story and then it doesn't work invariably and if you don't solve that you then go to the next relationship With that blind spot, blind spot number one is your disempowerment in all areas in those many areas of life, disempowerment number two, uh, sorry, uh, blind spot number two is that you're a rescuer in the drama triangle, not realizing it, totally, and then turning into the perpetrator and then the victim. And you just, those three in a triangle, perpetrator, victim, rescuer, savior. We're all looking for saviors. People message me, help Dr. Nima, you got to help me, what they're looking for as a savior. They're looking for somebody outside of them, whether it's a therapist, you're going to help. And the truth is we all need help, but help doing what? You want to help learn the skills of being able to see and spot your unconscious shadows. These unconscious complexes, which bring me to blind spot number three. Blind spot number three that's causing you to continually repeat these patterns is unresolved attachment wounds. Why are you attracted to that dynamic? This is the question I want you to ask. Why instead of saying, why do I keep attracting? Turn the question around and really get real with yourself. Why am I, why am I attracted to this dynamic? this type of man, this type of woman. You've been listening to the trigger proof podcast designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is nervous system regulation. Becoming trigger proof doesn't mean trigger less. It means learning how to regulate ourselves to bring us back to center so that we can then be governed by our purpose rather than from our wounds. Any time there's reactivity, there's a wound, and if you're curious and inspired to learn more, join us at Breathwork and Badassery, or the Overview Experience, and a combination of both actually helps you do the work. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and actually showing up live and doing the work with a badass community who's all about breaking cycles of intergenerational trauma. It didn't start with you, but it can end with you if you're willing to do the work. See you at the next perfect time. And the answer, what we've discovered with every single 100% unequivocally of the clients we work with As I get on a discovery call and they tell me and we unpack it together, 100% of the time it's a, a, a repetition of the same type of dynamic with a mother and or a father. And this mother or father who was at the mercy of their own wounding brought up so your the dynamic that you observed or with them brought up so much rage or resentment or shame that they end up be, they end up becoming abusive towards you as a child and deep down in that moment the child here's what happens the child when you're when you're abused as a child you don't say things like oh my gosh my poor dad he is totally i brought up some really deep wounds for him he got triggered and he lost control of his own self because he doesn't love himself and he projected his lack of self-love that he hasn't integrated in his own dark passenger his own shadow because he hasn't been able to integrate that he saw that in me and then took it out on me but that doesn't change how I feel about myself I love myself completely and I see through it and I totally see why this happened, and I see my dad's innocence, and it has nothing to do with me. No, as a child, that's not what we say, is it? What we say after being abused is, it must be because I'm bad. It must be because I don't deserve love. It must be because I'm such a horrible human being that I deserve that kind of treatment, and not only do I deserve it, but that's, there's a, fucking weird and kinky association to love there let me say that again you get a weird and kinky association to love when you get treated that way because it's familiar and you've now hardwired that to love not only that but maybe after your dad physically abused you okay or emotionally abused you he probably felt such deep guilt and shame afterwards, often is what we heard, that he comes back and completely changes his tune and just gives ultimate love and attention because of his guilt. So then as a child, you get hardwired this weird and kinky association between the abuse, taking a physical beating or whatever, or emotional beating, so that the next day you get treated like absolute gold, you get taken care of. If you got hurt, you're like, oh, you know, oh, ouch. The more you could, the more that you could play up how physically injured you were, the more guilt that would come from mom or dad, and they would just like get you ice cream and shopping and take you on trips. And now you have this weird, fucked up association. It's fucked up, but it's. It's true, it's universal. This is how you break it, is by looking at this. If you're very triggered by this, this is a good indication. Your body is telling you that there's a truth that needs to be addressed. You can, just, you can just keep ignoring it and keep scrolling it and keep numbing yourself from it, but that's not gonna actually help you. What's gonna help you is by stopping and pausing and be willing to feel and just feel what your body's telling you. If there's a, your body will let you know of the truth. You know, this is this is how we help our clients break intergenerational trauma cycles. Even through abuse, through affairs, through all of the horrible things that have hurt you, they can actually heal you if you really learn how to shift your lens and perspective. What we're doing is we're not changing anything in your past, but we're giving you a much cooler lens that has you going, ah, holy shit i wasn't a victim i mean i was at the moment that that happened but i'm no longer identified by this label anymore because i see i see and understand the dynamics behind it i now have learned this was not myopically started with me no 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 this has been going on for centuries this dynamic and now here i am in the midst of this toxic relationship wondering should i stay should i go completely lacking confidence, not being able to look in a mirror and say I love you, not having a, ha- having any self-trust, p- chronically pleasing other people, looking externally for validation, having no real confidence in value and worth, or doing really well at work is what we see, this is, this, who we really help are those people who are crushing it at work, but are finding themselves in relationship situations where these patterns keep going. And the blind spot number three is that it's not your fault, but you haven't healed the attachment wounds that are tied in to this very dynamic. It's not about your boyfriends. It's about the unresolved attachment wounds from mom and dad. And when you start to ignore your partner for a moment, and realize they're just a reflection, which is what we get all our clients to do. First, get yourself to a safe place. If you're actually in a place and you don't feel safe at home, get out. <laughs> this isn't, this message isn't for you. You gotta get yourself to a safe place. I'm talking about, all right, you you're sa- You feel safe, you triggered by one another, you're safe, but you wanna actually heal. Well, I'm. Ha- I'm speaking to you. Your work is to identify exactly the patterns that this is coming from and open your eyes and realize that this is not about your partner it's not his fault it's not your fault no one's to blame you've now found yourself in a dynamic which is familiar that is due to an incomplete with mom and dad with your primary caregivers Why do we repeat this? Why are we attracted to this? Well it's because unconsciously the inner child and the shadows within us feel that by pairing up with this person I can complete what was incomplete with mom and dad. And unfortunately that never happens. Sometimes you get momentary hits especially when you momentary hits of 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 those chemicals that high when you go through that abusive cycle you have the emotional physical abuse and you feel terrible and then you go through this cycle where they feel terrible and i'm so sorry and then love is given and now in those honeymoon phases you're literally getting all of the drugs that you've been missing as a child that's why it's so addictive that's why it's so difficult to get out of these patterns, because you're actually addicted to the patterns. And I'm not saying it's your fault. I'm saying if you want to heal this, you must first take full ownership of your part of the dance. Now, here's, this is not to say that they're innocent. Not at all. They themselves are a part of the exact same dance they have their own unresolved attachment wounds. They are a rescuer of you in the drama triangle. And they also have certain disempowerments in their own lives as well. And you're, you're, you you have been brought together as, a, as for one or two reasons to, to help teach you the lesson you have not yet gotten. And if you don't get that lesson, and you break up and you don't expose those blind spots, attack them and get help and guidance in healing them, without any doubt you're going to f- repeat that same pattern with another person. Because you haven't empowered any areas of your life, you're still a rescuer because you haven't dealt with the insignificant part of yourself that you're trying to uh, cope, cope use as a coping mechanism and you have and you have unresolved attachment wounds. Those are the three blind spots that keep you stuck perpetually in these cycles. So this community is really about breaking this pattern by learning how to become trigger-proof, it is by not doing couples counseling, that's for sure, because unless that partner actually is committed to doing the work, I don't really wanna see them. This is not for them. In fact, that gentleman that we were working with who was in, his abu- uh, in an abusive uh, relationship, she didn't do the work with us he did and he's now been able to dismantle all of that dynamic the the emotional charge behind that whole rescuer victim perpetrator dynamic that he was in and now the dynamic between them and the energy has shifted completely he doesn't walk around feeling this this sense that he's going to get hurt physically because he went after healing his attachment wounds, which he had, a, he had an abusive father growing up. So this is really difficult conversation, and it's not even their fault. Codependency with a parent would do that. Millie just said, oh, hi, Dr. Nemo, woo. Why would someone go for partners that are mentally and physically abusive if had the most loving and available parents asking for a friend? Good one, Leah. I like it. I wanna be held accountable first by holding myself accountable, beautiful. Um, Dustin Bloom. Okay, why would someone go for partners that are mentally... Okay, here's the answer. Are you ready? There's a part of us that beats ourselves up. Would you not agree? Especially if you were raised with religion that was very strict. There will be a part of you that is gaslighting yourself and beating yourself up emotionally physically, sometimes. How do we beat ourselves up physically? Have you ever noticed yourself cutting yourself, okay? Or pulling your hair, or skin picking? This is self-harm, self-harming. We self-harm. How about uh, bulimia, anorexia? These are self-harming habits that we do, compulsions, addictions, okay? This is what we do, and we emotionally abuse ourselves we put ourselves down, I'm not good enough, I'm never going to make it, I'm not worthy of love, I'm not deserving. These are in our unconscious. These unconscious motives, Leah, these unconscious strategies, these unconscious parts of us in our shadows, the more we deny them, the more we judge them, the more we we refuse to address them, the more we refuse to address them, what ends up happening is they, we can't hide from them. We start becoming attracted to people who will treat us the way we are unconsciously treating ourselves. And why do we tolerate it? It's because there's a sick part of us, that would rather have somebody else physically abuse us than us doing it to ourselves. 100% of the time when I've worked with people who've been with emotionally or physically abusive partners, they have all come to the same realization. Number one, it's not their fault. Number two, that during the time of the abuse, which let's call volatility, let's call aggressive, let's call verbally aggressive behavior, physically aggressive, that they were living with some guilt and shame that they felt worthy of being physically aggressive towards. Like they were, in other words, they were treating themselves verbally, physically, skin picking, you know, whatever, cutting, starving yourself they were physically abusing emotionally abusing themselves and for a for a minute in those moments where they were being physically or mentally abused by the other person their minds could go off of the self-harm and then and delegate that self-harm to someone else so that they didn't have to do it to themselves and they can actually be the victim it sounds fucked up it sounds twisted But I promise you, this is what's hidden in your subconscious, in your unconscious. And until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you'll call it fate. This is what Carl Jung said. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule your life and you'll call it fate. That's why I say it's not your fault, because you're unconsciously doing this, Leah. And and what happens is, if you don't if you don't resolve that self-harm, the underlying root cause, which is coming from your attachment wounds, if we don't, we don't get to the bottom of it, we are forever attracted to people who will treat us the same way we're treating ourselves. Is this, my parents did not nurture me. Right. There is many different forms of trauma, not getting your emotional needs met, Kimberly, Not getting your physical or emotional needs met, Kimberly, will be one reason where you then, this little child inside of you, feels that you're not worthy of love. You're not worthy of being taken care of. So then you will repeat that sensation because it's familiar and you'll have somebody that treats you emotionally neglectful because it's so familiar. Does this make sense? I hope this is making sense so the question the real question i I really want to invite you to ask is what am I to do with it, about this well if you are actually a lot of people message me I get a lot of DMS with backstories and I really appreciate that you connect with my um, my uh, Facebook live videos and you feel such a uh, a presence and a connection with me that you feel that I'm talking to you uh, that's the goal of, of the content that I, I put out is I really want to speak to a certain type of person who's actually struggling with these things and is resonating even though they might feel alarmed and triggered by, by what I'm saying and maybe the fact that I drop F-bombs and it doesn't feel professional or anything to you. But this is real this is real talk. We, I found the solution. I found the answer. And the answer isn't me. The answer is within you. The answer is to help you have a guide. We need guides because this is the, I need guides. My, my, I can't see my unconscious either. I can't see my behavior all the time. That's why we need a community. One-on-one counselor, it's part of it, but it's not the complete picture. We need a community because this is how our ancient, in ancient civilizations, we healed. We, it's like, you know, it's, it, it's a community healing. It's a container that does the healing. That's what you need. You need a container. You need to be heard. You need to be understood. You need to be validated, <coughs> not blamed, but then challenged to take responsibility, to create a possibility, to, to take responsibility so that you can actually create <laughs> capability capability not blame does this make sense (laughs) real is good f-bombs but i don't want that how do i change this what you do to change this is you must learn how to upgrade your intimacy and become trigger proof this is what we teach in our programs nervous system regulation practices each and every day structurally in your day mentally to be able to Expand the capacity in your nervous system and heal that background anxiety that's in the background. comes from this younger part of you, this inner child that doesn't feel safe. We need to heal that without addressing that. You're talking, you're doing talk therapy and wanting it fixed. You must change the relationship with yourself and upgrade your intimacy with self. It's got nothing to do with your partner. Healing that nervous system. What we teach nervous in our programs, nervous system regulation. Neurosensory attunement. How to expand the capacity and get out of your mind and in your body so that you're not overthinking and worrying constantly. You're actually able to self-regulate and self-soothe. Number two, you must learn how to uncover and unpack all of this baggage that you're carrying around like rocks in your backpack. You must. We all have it we all have it you are carrying it around and you're maybe forgiveness is not you've maybe written a forgiveness letter or you said oh, i forgive my mom but you're still carrying it around how can you tell well if that person mom dad whatever you were imagine yourself hugging them what happens in your body if there's a sense of alarm coming up there is past resentment past grief unresolved Attachment wounds that need addressing you must find guidance in how to heal that and when you do All of a sudden this heaviness that you're carrying with you is a lot less your triggers aren't as pronounced You're able to self-regulate when you don't Your past is constantly triggered in front of you and you repeat it again and again and again because we have a twisted addiction to that dynamic and that cycle Part 3 is learning to dance with your dark passenger. This ego of ours that protects the shadow which gets triggered. So we don't want to get triggered. So we lie to ourselves. We self-deceive. We go, "Oh, uh you know, we'll self-deceive. We'll will deceive ourselves. Our intuition will say this motherfucker's cheating on me. I I just caught him." And then he'll be like, "No, I didn't. You're doing it." And you're like, "Okay, And your intuition will tell you, but you'll be like, no, okay, it didn't happen. I just don't want to think about it. Because your ego is trying to protect you from your shadows. And it's very difficult to call out your bullshit. So you need somebody that you trust who's courageous enough, who gives a shit enough to be able to say, sorry, sweetheart, or sorry, bud, you're fucking full of shit right now. Here, look, this is a mirror right here. This is the story you're telling me, but look here. I want your freedom more than I want your approval. Unfortunately, when you go to a counselor or a psychotherapist, they're bound by these ethical standards that they can't confront you. I have so many friends, I have a few friends, who used to be therapists and counselors and gave up their license and they became coaches because they were like, I wasn't allowed to tell them how I really felt. And so they enable you by keeping you stuck in a victim story. But if you find somebody who's like, "Look, I'm not here to invalidate your victim story. I'm not. It's very valid." That's the first step of healing is really validating you there. But if you but but you've been in support groups looking for validation for 5 years talking about your mother or your illness or whatever, you're going to stay stuck there it's time to invest in a higher level conversation that's about responsibility and healing that's about not blaming you but helping you show that you're capable of healing that that the medicine and the hero is not outside of you the medicine is inside of you the hero is inside of you stop looking for heroes become the hero find a guide to help you, you can't do this alone. I sure as fuck didn't. I can't. We need community. We have this part of the nervous system called the social engagement system. And that's where co-regulation of our nervous systems happen. That's when we're in a community in a container, and one person shares what they just went through, and 10 other people are like, oh my gosh, I'm having the same experience. I'm not alone. There's magic that happens in our containers. Resonates so much. This explains why the same friend feels uncomfortable when she is treated like gold. Exactly. Deep down inside, there's a part of us that doesn't feel worthy and deserving. Doesn't feel worthy and deserving. So we'll seek out people who then will validate our shadows that we're worthless pieces of shit worthy of being freaking just slapped around and ignored. Deep down, there's parts of us that believe that that's true. Without addressing those parts, it'll be reflected in other people. We start to get treated according to how we're treating those parts. Laura says, uh, to anyone listening, I promise this program will change and heal your life. My marriage was full of abuse and I was self-harming, plus a bunch of other things Nima's mentioned here. My life has turned around thanks to this work. Laura, you are a perfect example of this. I'm glad that you're listening. My Baha'i sister. So, the question is, oh, uh, that was it. Nervous system regulation, clearing your past resentment, and learning to dance with that dark passenger. This is the foundation of our intimacy upgrade program, and it brings you a sense of presence. It brings you a sense of understanding. It brings you a sense of authenticity and realness. People, I just spoke with Toby. Just check, uh, scroll down. She just uh, posted her, um, her uh, testimonial of the three last three months that she spent with us. And she just wrote her whole story down. And it's amazing because what she, she without announcing it, everyone at work is coming up to her and saying, there's something different about you. She didn't have to go look at me. I've done all this work. That's the opposite of the work. <laughs> <laughs> they present themselves as good people slowly. Whereas often I have an issue letting go scared of the outcome. Exactly. Scared of being alone. Because even though being a being uh, with them, you know, you get, you know, treated very poorly. There's a twisted part of you that's kind of used to that and believes you deserve it, and that's way better than the paralyzing fear of being alone and having to sit with yourself. But that's the exact reason why you must. So, what do you do if this is you? and you're actually ready to heal I'm gonna I'm gonna post the link there that's a link for a discovery call application and I'm gonna tell you many people in this community have applied to work with us and about 80 to 90 percent of the applications get rejected and here's why because here's the conundrum here's the obstacle when you're in this situation, you're so disempowered, you're looking for a rescuer. So what happens is you want to do it, but you don't have any empowerment in your life. You have no resources, you don't have you don't have an ability or even an incentive to invest in yourself because you feel unworthy of it. And so you want somebody to do it, rescue you for free. And this is not, this is for people actually ready, are serious and they want to actually invest in, solu- in, in the solution, not just have a free call to dump their, to, to emotionally dump their problems and not do anything about it. We had to put in an application because we noticed people would send me their backstory. I really want to heal. And then we go, okay, so it takes this, this and this, and you got to invest And like, oh, but I don't, I, let me ask permission from my partner and I'm like, eh, asking for permission is the antithesis of empowerment. You must be empowered enough to actually be excited to invest in yourself and say, I'm gonna break the cycle. You gotta be willing to take full responsibility. You gotta be willing to do the work. You gotta be willing to be held accountable You got to be willing to get uncomfortable and give permission for someone to tell you the truth, even though it might not feel good, but your commitment to healing is more important than being validated and being right. That's who this discovery call is. There's no charge for it, but you must be willing to invest in a solution. And if this is resonating for you, I urge you to apply. Hop on a call with Kim and she will help determine if we're a fit and if you are, then you get on a call with me and we unpack and we set up a game plan so that within three to six months, you're feeling safe in your body. You have tools to manage your moods. You don't sit there with a diagnosis and go, oh, poor me. You actually are like, I don't feel great, but I know exactly what to do about it. You have the skills to be able to tell the truth and set boundaries, and here's the best part, conflicts happen, but you're able to dismantle them and they don't spin you out for weeks to months. You actually can nip them in the bud in minutes and hours. You're able to be resilient to the challenges of life. You're able to feel a connection to a cause or a purpose greater than you. And you start calling in a partner whether they're the same partner that you're with, they shift, happens in our programs, or you move on and you're now able to call in a partner who treats you amazing because you've invested in yourself and you know you're worth it and you're deserving and you treat yourself amazing. That's what this is all about. <clears throat> so I urge you to jump in and let's discuss. and. FYI, we have breathwork coming up. Check the um, link in the uh, Facebook group. There's a link in the pin post when our next breathwork is and the overview experience. I'm going to be doing these Q&As. If you have any um, questions, please ask. I'm going to do a training for you. You uh, You asked this question. I didn't want to do this training, but now here we are one hour into the conversation i'm really grateful that uh, i have a forum of people who are willing to listen this isn't a support group support groups there's tons of them out there this is the next level beyond a support group this is for people who are actually signing up to be challenged signing up to empower themselves signing up to heal their divine masculine divine feminine their wounded masculine wounded feminine so that we can be integrated as a powerful whole that's not a victim, who, but who is actually a, a powerful co-conspirator, co-creator of their lives, their health, their well-being, their sense of fulfillment. And I'm so inspired to be able to have this conversation. And let me know if you have any questions. Give a moment for some Q&A. If you just jumped on, you definitely will want to go back and watch from the beginning please write your biggest takeaways if you have any questions and go ahead and if, if you feel called and scared, do it scared. It's okay. Everybody's scared uh, because you're going into the unfamiliar. Healing involves going into the unfamiliar and being guided there. So uh, I put up as much content, we've been helping so many people, I haven't done as many Facebook Lives, but uh, welcome if you're new to the community and uh, see you at the next perfect time. Let me know what came up for you in this conversation.